Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Lendra Sow. Pastor Lendra Sow is the pastor of a young and vibrant church in Cape Town, Faith Life Family Church. This podcast is tasked with duty to provide you with the very best teachings of Pastor Lendra Sow. Soak in and enjoy. We honor you for your presence here today. Thank you for your leering. Thank you for your sonder. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Could you see everybody in the house of the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. Ik zou een goede niets gisteren was voor Amos en Sister Jean. Let me stand, please. Bij God, man, die is te breien. Blessed to be in August, it's been a specific month. We have a 
You don't need to come and testify, but you have a testimony and you haven't said it yet. Okay. Be brand on the testimony to share some of those. Very nice. Okay. We'll call. We'll call it up now. Don't worry. I'll be with you too. Okay, there's someone at the door. Okay. So um so uh yeah, we thank the Lord. Even to buy for the credit man. It's been a bunch of very good news the whole time. It's been blessed, okay? But I will share mine when I'm ready to tell you. To give you good news. Amen. Um, Alright, so let's go in the Bible. We're going to preach straight away. Can I get so we keep praying for that? I need... Okay, I can cook this. Okay, we're going to go to Joel 2, 2 verse 12. Joel 2 verse 12. Joel, 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 J-O-E-L, Joel 12 verse 2. 2 verse 12. And the message topic is the effect of revival, okay? What happens when God revives you? Another another topic could be um, what it means to be a devoted disciple of Jesus. Okay, but particularly on the other day. Okay, by here full of means. Um, you know, people have many different reasons about what it means to serve the Lord. Say no, even says when you're reading a particular verse, when you look at drinking. Wow, but it doesn't stop there. There's so much more to having a relationship with God. It's like, it's like, that law means a rook and drinking. And still, that's a made up a believer. Now that you put down the last cigarette, okay, no cigarette. That doesn't work like that. There's so much more to the whole thing, okay? So, and I'm teaching about that. So, Job 2 verse, verse 12 says as follows, it says, Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart. Amen. Return to me with all your heart. I will Okay, but let me keep on reading. With fastings, with weepings, with mornings, morning beginning on the hill, rent your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is graceful, graceful, gracious, gracious, and merciful, and slow of anger, and abounding. Meaning, He is full of love, and He relents over disaster. Meaning, God hates it when bad things happen. So. Here, the prophet was speaking to the people because the people, the the church people, got up but lost. You know, and so he's writing to them and he's praying for the king and he's telling the church, return to me. You see? So, 
many times as believers we can get a bit away from God. We can there can be a distance between you and God. And and he's he's talking to his own people and he's telling the people they return to me. Okay? And God is saying here, He says, and tear your heart and not your clothes. Meaning they were they were acting like they were sorrowful and 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 um, sad about what was happening in their life. But he was saying that there wasn't really any show. I thought just an outward show it wasn't a real hard thing. You know, because I mean everyone looks at on the outside of you, but God was looking at the heart and was looking at these people and saying, My demons is very famous, man. You know, they are not where they they actually need to be in a certain way. But they are they are changing outwardly but not inwardly. And now God wanted them to have that inward encounter with him. That the, the change comes from inside of them. Hallelujah. Now the Lord says, return to me. But it's so surprising that when, when the prophet told the people, return to me, return to the Lord your God. He says, because the Lord is gracious. You know, many times when, when someone does something wrong, you have two options. You know, you're laying now, how many people speak? Okay, I should speak English more. English more. Um, when someone someone leans your tapa way back. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But English is not hard. Someone borrows your tapa way, okay? You gave them food. A fool here, Dickens, when tapa way is a lady. I was again a tapo in the living. Fuck it! I never know. Everything is a bucket that says, I just enjoy it. Why are you bucketing? Listen, um, so when they borrow it and they come back to you, you see them the next day. For normally, kind of people say, Brother, you're modern. You know, we say it without even thinking. And then what happens is tomorrow when they see you, that's Tupperware back They don't even talk about any Tupperware. They don't even know that's like that. It's coming certain. Now you have two choices. You can either say, hey, Fabi back. You know, you can do it that way. Or you can just be gracious in what you do. You just say, I've lost my Tupperware. Just relax, you leave it. And then you say, after a month, you'll say, um, hey. I think the stop point thing is very sensitive. People are not looking happy about the stop point thing. That's why you need my cheap stuff. So that you can listen. So that if you give it to someone, you don't care if it comes back or not. Yes, you can just leave it. Some things you must just give it to people and say, if you bring it back, you bring it. If you don't bring it, you also don't bring it. You know? So, eh? A butter bucket. Ice cream bucket. Okay. So, so you can act a certain way. You can act as if nothing happened. You can just say, no, no, come. Nothing happened. Or you can act a certain way. Now, the prophet was explaining here that God is like that. That you've done something 
And then when you come back, God is not going to talk to you about, hey, you remember that, you remember that, you remember that. He doesn't do that. There will be one day that he will do that and that will be at the judgment day. But I mean that, then it's too late. But generally, if you come to God now, there's, there's not a lot of discussions. Yeah, but it, so God doesn't make people feel like, like you re, he just says, no, let's go on, man. Uh, say, no, no, I know you did that, but, but come, let's go on. I know you said that, but let's go on. So God is a God like that. He's a very gracious person. He's a very loving. He will take you back. You know, there's even, there's even uh, in the book, Osea, I don't know if you know it. Um, the, the Lord told a prophet that the prophet must marry a prostitute. Gomer. Okay. Now, think about it. He's a, he's a prophet. It's like a pastor. God tells a pastor now he must marry a prostitute. And everyone knew this is a prostitute. And what happened is this, in the Bible, this woman kept on running away. And then he would have to go and buy her back. And then, but I mean, to take her back, you as the the husband, you must forget about everything she did. You see, she must become clean in your mind again. So that is how God is with us. That when we come to Him, He forgets everything you did. He knows you were there, you were there, you were there. You did that, you did that. But He just forgets that He's, that he's, he's gracious when we return. And He's full of love and He's full of mercy. Okay? Because many times when we think, and He says here, He hates, He relents disaster. Meaning, God is not happy when um, he, he warned you, you were in church, you were warned and stuff, and now you you do your own thing and something happens to you. God is not happy with that. He's, it doesn't please you. You see, many times people will say, yeah, um, I didn't listen. Just move the thing, please. They will say, no, no, I didn't listen. That's why God made this happen to me. God isn't like that. He's not happy about this happen. He's, he's himself as, he's even more um, I'm broken about what happened to you. God is a God of feeling. Amen. Because many times in the Old Testament, especially they make God look like a hard person. Like someone who's just out to kill you. But actually, he's, he's a very loving person. Yes, he's a very, he's a very, he's, come sit with me. Come talk with me. It's going to be very interesting to meet God in heaven. Someone that's so big, so big, and he's such a lover. Such an um, emotional person. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. I wonder what we're gonna see um, and how it's gonna be. Okay, I'm gonna find so something must be done. Okay, I think maybe because the speaker is in line with it. You see, the speaker is in line with this. Okay, Hallelujah. Now we are in a time of revival. If you don't know it. We, you can see all of us, we are being revived. Yes. Things, our hearts are coming back online with God. Like yes. our mind, we are, we are coming back strong to God. So, we all need to step into that even more. Okay? And one of the first things in revival that must happen to you is that your heart must be broken. Okay? Like, but not in a way of being depressed, but a Christian, a devoted believer is someone you must have a sensitive heart for what's happening in the world. Yes. A, a real, when you become a devoted believer of God, you don't walk down the street and then you see how people are living, how people are, people are lost, people are going to hell, and you're just walking past them. 
You see, so you you must be someone who has joy in their heart, but you must also be someone who has a broken heart, because you can see what's happening in. And that feeling that you have, that will lead you to pray for people, that will lead you to go and talk to people, that will lead you to be a devoted believer. And then also you must be heartbroken about your own spiritual state as well. You see, sometimes people are not, and that's what the devil does, is he, he entertains you. He makes you feel um, too comfortable in your situation. Yes, many times people are backslidden, even in church. But they are not they are not unhappy with it. You see, one of the things if I can use Brother Amos, he got carry my pride. Do you want to testify one day yourself? Huh? Self testify. Okay. Well, I think maybe you should come and testify now. So, can, tell us about your marriage, tell us about how you got saved and what was brother. Come, let's talk that. Come on, Brother Amos.
from Pastor Now, look at that. You got saved. And then you knew it's not the right to just live together. It's important to be married. You see. And I I told David away. Oei, hy wei, van hy was eerst getrok toe, was hy lang terug die boos en alles, maar hy net het gelost. Maar hy het gesê, hy het effort gemaakt om te stap, om alles finalized te kreeg. Meneer, jy hoog het het, hy het net gesê, ok, let me stay in the situation. You see, so, many times when we have stuff in our lives, that's not the right word God, then many times you just leave it. Amen en aan en aan en aan en aan, but when revival comes, that thing that you left, it must break your heart. So that you can address it and you can come out of it. As our way, I just don't have to know it. Nah, can be seen. Because that's what the devil tries to be. Try to have a point in your life. You see? So I'm sure there are things in your life and in your mind that you know. You know, you know. And that, you know, it's not that there's something wrong with you. That's how people are. And you must work at that very one thing of getting that thing out of you. And make steps. As revival, this month, make steps. Do what you've never done before. Are you hearing me? Do what you've never done before. Uh, do it. You know, that's how life is. Do it. Change completely. You know how many I've, in my life I've made big changes before. When I see this thing isn't right, and then some of them died up and changed again. You know, even sometimes I would preach and then the Holy Spirit would convict me, tell me, no, 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 change that thing. Then as I leave here, I will change it completely, forever. That's how life is. Amen. Amen. Then number two is, um, when, so number one, in revival, you are awakened, your heart is broken, number one. Number two, in revival, is that you repent of your sins. So, Repentance of sins, but not just of sins, but any any other behavior. Okay? Because sometimes just, yeah, help the baby. Because um, sometimes it's not yeah, the Holy Spirit has convicted you of something that you must do. But you haven't really changed your mind to do that thing. Maybe it's not a sin anymore, maybe it's something else. But now you must start to do it. Maybe he's telling you um, you need to come to church. Maybe he's telling you, you need to do something in church. Maybe he's telling you, you need to start to speak to people about them. Maybe he's telling you something that, so repentance means a change in behavior. It's also now, not the sins, but now it is you are, you are taking a step for something. And you must be humble and take that step. Be humble and take that step. Be humble and say, yeah, I am. There's no idea, but skill of easy, no. That's revival. Tell your neighbors revival of the script. Huh? Tell your neighbors the script and say, hey, who's this? Huh? I mean, maybe for you've been with the Lord for 10 years, you've never paid tithes. Also, script. Hey, who's this? Amen. Also look like a script for us, okay? 
So, revival is when you repent of all dead works. Okay? All dead works in your life, you start to cut away old branches, old things you take it away. Okay? So that's what revival is about. You 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 go in You go in that cupboard of yours in, in your spirit and you just start to take things out. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, how do I know I'm being revived? You know, there's an interesting scripture in Revelations that uh, speaks of the church of Smyrna. It says that you have this reputation that you are alive, but actually you are dead. You see? So he's talking about this church that they had the reputation that we are alive, but actually you are dead. So so we don't know that, that and it's even a scripture that says, he says as in the Old Testament in Isaiah and in the New Testament, Paul writes it, and he writes, awake, O sleeper. So I mean, you can be a believer, then, then you are asleep. And then, and then it says, awake, O sleeper, and the next verse says, rise up from the dead. So if you are an asleep Christian, or you are a dead Christian, it's the same. So that's why in revival, you, you become alive again. You become awakened. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Wow. Amen. Okay. How do I know I'm becoming awake? I'm becoming a revival. Number one, you will have a strong desire to come after God. Pursue God. So once you feel you want to spend more time with God, you feel you want to spend, you want to be with God more, then you are becoming revived. Okay? And not just um, ministry, but you are actually, you, you think about God. Someone said a powerful thing. He said, I think about more, more about God than I think about ministry. You see, when you think, because I mean, what is your ministry? Ministry is preaching. Ministry can be dancing. Ministry can be cleaning the church. Ministry can be soul winning. Ministry can be different things. Okay. Now, the person said, I think more about God than I think about um, um, all these ministries because you can minister and still go to hell. So, it doesn't mean that you should not minister. Don't hear me wrong. Now you're thinking, yeah, you said some people don't think right. And they say, no, 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 I'm not doing that because you can do that and still go to hell. No, 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 don't think like that. But you must think more about God because there are singers who sing and they are on their way to hell. There are people who play drums in church and they still go to hell. So it's not, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that your heart must be after God and seeking God and seeking the presence of God. Like, like when I read my Bible, I don't read it to necessarily just read what is in it. I read it to learn about God. I read it to spend time with God. I read it because it is His Word, Him speaking to me. And when I pray, I speak to Him. So, so that's what it's about. You want to spend time with God. I mean, ask yourself, when last have you desired to be in God's presence? And to be not, not and with God alone. Then you know you are being revived. Then you know you are being a good believer. Okay? Hallelujah. Listen to what David said. I mean, some of the things David said surprised me because he was only 16 years old. Uh, 16 years old when he wrote some of this stuff. It says here, he says, My soul is crushed. Psalms 119 verse 20. My soul is crushed with longing. Longing after your ordinances and time. Meaning my soul is crushed. Wanneer was dat jouw ziel gebreken, jongen? 
I wanna, I, I, my soul is there. I need to spend time with God. I mean, ladies, come on. Yellow feet full of the only comment. I just say, I just say, play me. I feel like I know three thousand open. We go through all these second days out. I said, baby, Saturday is also that. Saturday, I'm taking you out. We'll spend quality time. Wow, every lady got a for quality time. Listen, Listen I'm thinking of, of doing a marriage counseling thing, okay? Maybe getting somebody, maybe like, um, whether you're married or not married, it will still be for everyone. But something in the area of relationships, you know. So I'm thinking about that. So soon we'll have something like that. Okay, how to handle different relationships and all of that. We'll deal with that later. Okay. But anyhow, when it comes time for quality time, yes, ladies, what do you want? What quality? What do you want? Quality time. Anda. Couple of nice cream, nice things. But okay, no, it's good. Everyone has a different life. You know, after what quality time, what's important to you? How many of us? Hey! Hey! You're the whole way! You're the whole way! You're the whole way! Michael Holloway! Mountains. That's the nicest thing that's there with God. 
You know, most days I'm alone with God. Most of the days. I just, if I can be there, I'm happy. In His presence. I'm there. Things are happening in my life. But when last have you felt like that? You see? So when you are unrevived, I'm teaching you, I'm not judging you. But when you are unrevived, what the others do? You want to be in front of the TV, then you want to be with your friends. Not that those things are wrong. But I'm telling you, once you become revived and devoted to Jesus, you everything will change in you. You will rather say, let me spend time with God. You will rather say, give me my Bible. You know, and the Bible will be alive in your life. You know, especially in this day, in this last lockdown when we're talking about the heaven. The Bible become just became another level to me. Reading it again, I was just getting stuff the whole time. Okay. Let's do this one, next one. Isaiah 60, 26 verse 9. It says, At night, this is now at night, my soul longs for you. Says this prophet. Indeed, my spirit within me seeks you diligently. Yes. My soul longs for you at night. When you become revived at night, that's where you will be. Just be seeking. I mean, the Lord will awake you and you'll just be there. And this is the whole attitude of just being in His presence. Being with Him. That's revival. Then, Psalm 73, verse 25 says, Whom in heaven do I have but you? And besides you, I desire nothing on earth. This is a man that revived us. This is a young man. Besides you, I desire. So that's how a real believer must be. Besides God, you desire nothing else. Just if I can have this. And you know, once you desire God, you will see that everything else will fall in place. It is once you run after God that everything else will come. It is once you run after everything that you will lose God and you will lose everything. You see, so many people you see them, they are running after this, after that, after that, they lose God. They have nothing at the end of the day. Yes. Who do I have on earth but you? Not in heaven. Now it's on earth. What do I say? What do I desire besides you? That's what when your heart is, is, is in the right place with God. Amen. And I mean, this is important because life has, very, has a lot of disappointments. You know, on earth, there are many things that will happen. On earth, hey, crazy things can happen. This earth, and I mean, even in the last times, things happen that things can change like this. Yes. I've seen in the news now, if you watch Afghanistan, the, the America was with the army in Afghanistan, then America left. When America left, within days, like 11 days, the president of that country ran away. The ministers, everyone ran away. The Taliban is now in control of the whole thing. Meaning terrorists, they are in control of the whole thing. Women are not allowed to walk outside. They are not allowed to go to school anymore. They are not allowed to own anything. They, they, are, they are being attacked and raped. Christians are being shot. Crazy things. What in 11 days? So, so life, so I know, yes, we, we, there are things that happen. I'm not telling you that things will not happen in your life. Things happen, you see. But when your desire is gone, admits those things that happen, the bad thing admits it a little bit less painful because there's another other desire that you have in you. 
and the desire is yes, my heart is broken, but I desire to spend time with God. Yes, something is happening, but when I'm in the presence of God, it will help me. It will heal me. Sometimes you go to panic phases in life. But being in church will help you. And being in God's presence will help you. Hallelujah. Are you there? Psalms 42 verse 2, he says, My soul thirsts for God, for the loving God. When shall I come and appear before God? My soul tells me, when can I go and just be with God? Yes. When you are a believer, that's how you are like. You are. You, you must be somebody you are at home. Listen, God is not just only here, but there must be times when you are at home and you are now, you are sitting here and you can feel God's presence around you. And you can speak from your heart. And you can tell him things that you cannot tell anyone else. You can speak to him about what ha- what's happening in your life. And God will answer you. So you must be, you must become a person like that. We, we don't serve a fake God. We serve a real God who is the real near you. He's in your presence. He's with you. He's not loving somewhere else. God is in you. He's with you. He's, he's around you. So there must be times when you separate yourself and say, I'm coming to talk to you. Yes. Wow. Okay. Now. A psalm of David, Psalm 63, says, You are my God. Oh my God, you are my God. I shall seek you earnestly, meaning I will look for you. My soul thirsts for you and my soul longs for you. My flesh longs for you. My soul thirsts for you. Listen to what Jesus said. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. Yes, he who believes in me will never thirst. Meaning the thirst we have for God in him, it will be I will be satisfied. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Okay. Now, an easy way to test yourself if your hunger for God has improved. What do you do the first minute you wake up in the morning? When your eyes are open like that. Pray. Pray. Some people say, thank you, God. What do you do after thank you? No, do this. It's not true. Wow, it's not true. So thank you, God. Was what? Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. And then you just there. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So once you become once you become revived, that will stop. You will your Bible will be near you. You will be in the word, even on your phone, you will be in the word. You will the light even if I know you are not a serious believer, if there's not a lamp nearby where you can read your Bible. Because I know serious, you know, serious Christians do not read the Bible on their phone. Because you cannot read long on your phone. So I, you, are, you, are not, you, you are not revived yet if you don't have a Bible. And, and number two, if you don't have a light near you to read. You can't eat, you can't eat the like answer thing. And who's going to get out in the morning to get there? <laughs> That's not true. I'm going to go somewhere. I said, I don't even know if I can open it. 
Amen. Wow. Just be relaxed, Dimaras. You know, you know, you must, you must know me by now that we can preach and we can teach, and there's times when we must learn something. So yes. Okay. So and the church is made for learning. The church is made for learning. Okay. Make all disciples, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. So teaching is important. Yesterday, someone asked me, was it Eden's event with, um, we worked, the church, we did an event with someone, and as we were working after the event, the person came to me and the person said, wow, your, your people are so nice. The children are so nice. They, they address me, they say, ma, they say, I can do this for you, I can do this. How do you get them like that? And I didn't know, this came quickly. And I didn't know, so I said, no, no, we teach them honor, we honor, um, we honor ourselves, but Later on, when I thought about it, I should have just told her that we teach them. We teach them. Because in other churches, they preach more. You see? And when you are preached to, you preaching is when a fact is brought to you. Okay? Teaching is when that thing is explained to you. So I should have told her we teach them. Because I know that they are not teaching necessarily. Okay? Amen. Alright. We are ending. Okay. No problems. Are you feeling revived? Yeah. Are you gonna love God more? Yeah. No, loving God is the most important thing ever. Yeah. You know, the day you die, you're gonna hear all my words and tell you now. If you don't hear it now, if you don't take it serious now, you will hear all my words. And you will see what I told you. It's the most important thing. Okay. Then number two. Revive. You know you are revived when you take pleasure in the kingdom of God. In the things of the kingdom. And you serve God with all your resources. You know you are revived when, when the kingdom of God. The things in the kingdom excites you. When, when you are excited to come to church, not a burden for you. When you are excited to go into prayer, when you, are, you, when, when you desire those types of things, you know a change has taken place. If they had to tackle you to get you here, if um, they had to look for you, they had to send spies in, they had to tell you, I will give you a five grand, come to church. If they had to tell you all those things, they're not revived. If Sunday morning you are here, but Sunday night you are not here, Wednesday night you are not here, um, Saturday you don't come to anything, you are not revived. Yes. Because our Christianity, the thing we have now is watered down in a big way. It's not from the heart. You know, Jesus, anytime, any day, he was church. I would say you must be church all your life. Okay? In heaven we'll be. But <laughs> nah, I'm sure we're gonna do other things in heaven also. Um as we may well come on deep but we also go on. That's one point. This one point. I understand why you are so angry about this one point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
again. <laughs> so the things of God must make you happy. You know, even to the point of, you know, even giving in church will make you happy. Yes. And I know, listen, the reason why I'm saying this is I know that we have good givers here. You know how I know we have good givers? Because whenever someone gets blessed, they will give a big amount and they'll come and tell me about it. Busted, you see. I gave them. Then you know this person's heart has become a right. This person's heart is a right. And giving gives you joy. Yes. That's why Bible says God, Jesus loves a cheerful giver because it's possible to be cheerful and give. Because I feel nice when I, when I do my payment. When my money comes in and I do my transfer. You should see me. I'm just there. It's always just take a moment to say yes. <laughs> but it's nice to be able to give to God. Then you must be able to serve God with all your resources. Meaning, if you are revived, you will serve God with, with everything. Your time, your energy, your life, your children, your whatever God needs, you will give it. Yes, that's what the revival does to you. When God has touched your heart. There will be nothing in your life where you say, no, 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 not that. Not, not even a bank account will you say, no. I heard of a pastor, he just went, who's that person? Just spoke to her. We don't do that in church. We, we respect God's presence, okay? Tell her. Amen. Another person, the pastor said, he said he had two, they were building the church, he said he had two accounts. He said he flattened the accounts. Meaning he took everything up and said, I'm giving to God. Another pastor said this, he said this, God cannot need something if I have it in my hand. You know, if God needs something and I have it in my hand, he cannot need it. And I'm the same. Whenever there's an event or whenever we needed something, sometimes you don't know. I will pay for the whole thing without you knowing. Last time we took an offering for keyboard, speakers and everything. We took an offering. Before the offering came, the things were already here. Because I thought, if I have it in my bank account, why must God wait? Let's do it. Let's give it to God. Why must? I mean, the man keeps me breathing. He keeps me moving. What is this? Yes. Yesterday we were with um, Jonathan Rubain was also at the thing. And he said, money is a currency that flows like this. He said, it flows like this. That's why he said, in the kingdom of God, Allow things to happen. Give. I didn't know. He said. He said a powerful thing. He said, whenever you see Jonathan Robert doing a big thing, he said, now that he's losing money. Yes. He said that. I said, okay. He said it publicly. So I'm also gonna say it publicly. I said when they did the the Grand West Stadium, he said the rent for the stadium was two hundred and something thousand rand. Two hundred and each day is a little bit here. I said he lost like a hundred and something thousand rand. After the defenders fall, they lost money. He said, so you don't, he said, I do things out, when God tells me to do it, I will do it. Yes. Yes, I've got a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect. I have even more now. I said, every time when you see me doing something, I'm losing money. Because I do it for God. I say, why must I hold it from God? I do it. There's another pastor, when, when um, the church was doing something, they needed something. He said, he had a Mercedes Benz, the pastor. He said, he gave it to the church treasury. He said, take this car and sell it. Mercedes Benz, take it and sell it. We need it. Take it. I said, from there he went and he climbed to a taxi. 
anyway no that's when you are divine you know nothing is, is intense to you they can occur with a Mercedes and an intense answer huh do you know what it's like to sit in a taxi I'm asking you do you know what it's like to sit in a taxi huh to sit there in the middle of the thing to sit there there's no seat but you are sitting <laughs> Oh, and when the taxi is full, so full, you can lift your legs up. You don't need to stand anymore, just lift those legs up in the end. <laughs> the only one was going to text, I would say, the driver said, Nee, 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 this is a quantum, a quantum can live for a A quantum can live So I mean, you go from Mercedes to saying even for God. Okay. You see, Bishop, they even they said in their church, one of the pastors or a few of them, they are like this. They say if they have a connection for something, they use it. If they have a cousin there, they owe my towels, they owe the taxi, they owe the car, this guy is this, this guy is You see, they will use every connection, every cousin, every auntie, anything they can to help the church of God. That's when you know you are revived. But I mean, when you know you can do something for God and you still sit there like that, it's not right. You see, watch me. I mean, you should have seen us yesterday working. Anything we can do, anything we can do, we, if there's something, we just pick up the phone. Hey, I need you to do this. It's for the church. Do it quickly. Hey, I need you to do that. Come and help me. I need you. It was like that the whole day. Take a big event. Yes. Everything. If I can do this, you should see me. Even from my young age. From when I was young, I just started working, bought my first car. Yeah, you should have seen me. To a mechanic, I was driving, like I'm driving today, even worse. And the decade man, when civil car, I would come home past midnight. Then I would drive from Matrusontain, drive to Easter River, from Easter River, Mrs. Plain, back to church, then pick up someone back there, Mama's money, and back. Yes. Because why? There's nothing that my God needs and I cannot do it. I cannot give it. Tired, tiredness, my energy, my tiredness. Sometimes when I get home, you are home at whatever. We are still, we haven't come home yet. Then I'm, sometimes I fall asleep after a while with my clothes on everything. From being tired. Yes, you more often. Yes. Look at this in, in Exodus 10 verse 24 and I'll end here. Um, I saw I am prepared for this fact. What happened is Moses went to Pharaoh and said you must let the people go. Okay? Then the first time he said you will never go. Then God started to bring place, 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 place. Then he said okay fine go but leave your children here. Okay? Meaning God wants us to serve without our children. And many parents do that. Okay, you people, many of you, you are very good with helping your children if they are serving you. But sometimes people do not allow their children to serve God. Okay, but you guys do that. Do that. Clap hands yourself. You guys very good. Very good. Yes. Then the next thing he said, you can go but leave. Leave. Then Pharaoh said, go take your children but leave all your goat here, your sheep here, your lambs. Don't take them. But what Pharaoh knew that they in their nation they would offer the notes to God. They would give offerings. So what Pharaoh was saying is you you can go but don't take your offerings. 
Meaning you can go but don't sacrifice. You can go but don't give every, anything. So many times the devil wants you to serve God but there must be no sacrifice from your, your life. You see, so meaning you are free but you are not really free. You see, because I've got your offering. That's how it is. That's why sometimes people feel like I cannot give anything. I cannot, I cannot sow anything to God. I cannot give my energy, my time. I cannot give anything. You see, some people feel like that. Yes. But to serve God and when you are revived, you will, you will give everything, anything, and what must I do? I can do it for Jesus. Why? Because he did everything for us. You see me? There's nothing, not that I'm praising myself, but I mean, I said, no one ever stayed for the other. He will see me chopping onions. Yes, I will do it. I will bride for God. After I bride, I will go wash and preach for God. Then I will come out and sing for God. Then I will come and clean you for God. Yes. That's what happens when you are revived. Okay? But look at Jesus did everything and anything for us. I mean, is there, I took a bride with speech. He did everything. He caught fish. He did everything. There's nothing he said I cannot do. So that's how we must be. Amen. Amen. Now, just to leave you with some homework. We can begin doing things for God, being revived by, number one, by praying for the kingdom of God. Okay? One of the easy things you can do is like to, to pray for the kingdom of God. Okay? How you can do it. I'm going to sing this on the group. I've done it before. But this is what you call a prayer guide. And we do this most mornings. Most mornings from 4 to 6. You can, if you want to join, you can. Otherwise, I'll sing this to you. These are prayers that you pray for the church. You pray for souls. You pray for everything else except yourself. At the end of your prayer, you pray for yourself. You see. You pray for yourself. This is a nice thing to do. It says here everything that you can do in prayer. Okay? And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a short recording to show you how to pray. With this. And you just pray, put the recording on and you pray along. But if you don't have the recording, this, like here you pray for the church to grow. Here you pray for new converts. And then you pray for the members in the church. And then you pray for your pastors. That's a nice thing to do. So I've given, you know, I've given this thing out so many times when holy means are there. And you look at the big one, right? Wow. So we'll try to give more, okay? Then pray. You know? And look, the reason why I'm preaching is because I know some of you have changed in some ways. You are doing things I don't know about. Like you know, sometimes I get here then the church is clean. We don't know who cleans it. Oh, I think we know now. Someone she, she does it every week. Okay? There are many people, there are people who do I know some of you are doing stuff, we don't see it. So we thank you for it. Okay, clap hands for the people we don't see. Thank you. Some of you give. We appreciate everything. Okay? That's all to Jesus. We do all of this. You know, the church we are building is not my church. Okay? That's your church. And it's your children's church. That's when we are gone, our children will still be here. Your children must go. They will be pastors here. My children will also be pastors here. This is what we are doing. We are doing it for God and for our children. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed? Amen. Praise Him. Okay. Now, um, let's pray.
that God will help us to be revived in our souls. Pray that God will help us to take further steps in our walk with Him in being devoted to God. Whatever we learn today, help us, Lord, to apply it. Not just here, but be a tool of the Word. Come and pray for yourself. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you for listening to this message. Follow us on Facebook at Faithlife Family Church to find out more information about our service times and up-and-coming events. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast channel to receive regular messages by Pastor Lane Russell.